He is awesome. Amen. I love the Lord, don't you? Amen. He's good. Well, we want to get in our study tonight. Amen. We want to try to figure or finish this lesson up tonight. We're talking about having a love for the Word of God. Having a love for the Word of God. The most important thing that we can do in our Christian walk is have a love for the Word of God and live that Word of God and do it. As the old saying, be no do. Be what it says, do what it says, and know what it says. Amen. And it will make all the difference in a person's life. Job says in Job 23, verse 11 and 12, My foot have held its step, his ways I have kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed his word more than my necessary food. Amen. Having a love for God's word. Amen. And we have already looked at some of the scriptures and we've gone to some of the scriptures and we know the Psalmists tell us in Psalms 19 verse 7 through 9, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and they're righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb and moreover by them. Are your servants worn, and in keeping of them is a great reward. Amen. Heaven is at stake here. Amen. There's a great reward. When we allow God's word to accomplish what God desires in us, we're not going to change without doing the word of God. We've got to be doers of God's word, James tells us. We've got to have a love for this. Amen. We've got to fall in love with this. As the songwriter said, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Amen. And so the Word of God is designed to direct us and to guide us and to teach us. And so we need to have a love for God's Word because that's the only thing that's going to help us when we're facing trials, when we're going through things in our lives. Amen. Is the Word of God. We know that things are going to come. And so Paul says that the things that are written for us is written up our learning that we do patience and comfort of the Scriptures would have hope as well in our lives. Now, on Sunday morning, we've been looking at the epistles of John. And John says there in the third John, he says, Amen, I, I want you to prosper as your soul prosper. Amen. And, and so if your soul is prospering, the only way your soul is going to prosper is by the Word of God. You've got to put the Word of God in you. You've got to live the Word of God. You've got to love it so that that inward man will be strong. So that that inward man, when the inward man is renewed and strengthened, the outward man will be strong and strengthened and in spiritual things. It will reflect Christ. It will reflect holiness. It will reflect the purity of God. People will be able to see Christ through you based on how much word is inside of you. 
Amen. They're going to know you are his and, and by your life. Amen. People can only see from the outside. They can't see what is inside. But as you put the word of God in you and the word of God begin to convert you within the light of the gospel, the light and the fruit of the spirits of Christ is going to be revealed on the outside of your life. Your character is going to change. Amen. The things about you is going to be radiant. And we'll talk more radiant next month about a radiant life. It's going to reveal. You're going to be receive why you're called to be a light of the world. And so it's the word is, is the more you love it, the more it's going to be there. Jesus says in Matthew, he says, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but what comes out. See, so when I send something out, amen, or do something, I want it to be right. I want it to be pure. I want it to be lovely. I want it to be able to show forth Christ in me. Amen. The Bible tells me in the book of Revelation 19, verse 10, it says that the the, uh, testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. And so we need to realize here, with that said, what Peter says on the day of Pentecost, that your sons and daughters shall be shall prophesy. Amen. What are we going to prophesy? We need to be able to testify and be witnesses of Christ. Amen. And as in our lives, we got to be able to show how he's brought us out of darkness to the marvelous light. When you look at Isaiah 43, 10 through 12, the Lord said, You are my witnesses and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he before me, that there is no God for me, neither shall they be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. See, we are to be the ones to testify of that. We are to show people. But if I don't hide the word of God in my heart, that I know what I'm talking about and what I'm doing, who's going to believe me? See, the old saying, action speaks louder than words. See, when the word of God is in me, when I love the word of God, amen, then I'm going to do what it says. And as a result, people will be able to see Christ in us. Amen. So in order for my inward man, the soul to prosper, I've got to put the word of God in me. Now notice what the Lord told Joshua and Joshua chapter one, verse eight, Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Amen. The Lord says to Joshua there, the book of this law, the book of the law shall what? Not depart out of your mouth, but thou shall meditate therein day and night that thou may observe to do according to all that are what? Written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Amen. Notice, you've got to meditate. You've got to study. You've got to talk of the Word of God. You've got to speak about the Word of God. Amen. You You need to... Quote some scripture sometimes. You know, you, you want to study the word of God. You know, do a character study. Do a, a scripture study. Whatever. To, to learn more about why this is. You know, what is transpiring in some of those stories? And how does it apply? How can I develop a heart like Joseph? Think about it. Or how can I develop, ladies, a, a heart like Ruth? Or how can I develop a heart like Esther? You know, these kind of things. What are they talking about here? You know, what, why does, why is it, you know, 
study it so you know it. Have a love for it. Because there, there's going to be times that things are going to come in your life. You already, he's already told us, you know, but we need that defense mechanism, you see, and that's the word of God. Remember what Paul tells the church down Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, because God tells Joshua the same thing. He says, be strong and of good courage. Amen. Be, put on the whole armor of God that you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6, verse 11. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places, Wherefore, take unto you what? The whole armor of God, you know, that you may be able to withstand. The evil days are here, brothers and sisters. They're here. And a lot of people are not being able to stand, you know, because they did not prepare their armor. you got to know what works and what doesn't work. You know, you, you, you've got to be ready for what's coming. So he says, put on the whole armor of God so that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, have your loins girded about with truth. Amen. The word of God. Get stabled. Get stability in your life. Don't be on a roller coaster. Don't be up today. Rejoicing and praising God, and the more you walk around like somebody stole your candy bar. Now, be consistent on the Word of God. Be even. Amen. Raise in the morning, praise God. Go to bed at night, praising God. You know, having a love for God's Word. Amen. Studying God's Word. Getting into it. Have your Lord's daughter about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Learn to do right. That's what the Word of God is designed to do. This is why you want to love it. It will show you how to do what is right. It will lead you and guide you to all truth. So you want to make sure that you are doing right. You want to be right because God is a God of righteousness. And the righteousness is the white linen of the saints of God. Amen. We're not going to make it if we're not right. Sin can't enter there. Amen. So your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. See, you've got to have the word of God. You need that. Because that's your weapon of offense. Amen. You can stand on the word. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 4. Go to Luke chapter 4 real quick. I might back up to Matthew. I don't know. Let's see here. Either way, they're all good. I'm going to start the first verse, I think. Maybe it might go to this ninth verse. I don't know. <laughs> Let's start with the first verse. 
And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command that this stone be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking them up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this power will I give thee, and thy glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And he answered, Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him up on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in thy their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou should dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all his temptations, he departed for him from a season. Notice, Jesus used the word. All he did was quote it, what the word of God says. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. See, so you got to have the word because you're going to be tempted. There's going to be things that are going to come against you. There's going to be things that get into your pathway that you're going to want to reach out and touch somebody. You know, there's going to be some things coming against you in these last days like you would have never expected. Jesus says loved ones are going to come against you. There's going to be family divisions and all that. He says the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law and the son-in-law against the father-in-law and, and all this is going to be there. But you've got to have the word of God inside of you so you can stand against these things when they come against you so that you are prepared, amen, for how to deliver yourself out of the snares of the enemy who's trying to take you captive at his will. So we've got to, in order to prosper and be successful, we've got to meditate and hide the word of God in our hearts day, because the word of God, according to Hebrews 4.12, is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of honor and soul and spirit, and joint and mires, the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of our heart. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, a woman, so is he. See, so you got to have the word of God to protect you, to keep you from sin, to keep you from sin getting into your life. See, sin in these last days is going to run rampant. And so you've got to have it to protect you. It's a protective mechanism. Amen. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Jesus says in John 15, 3, Now you are cleansed by the word which I have spoken unto you. John 15, 3. Abide in me, and I in you, verse 4, as 
The branch cannot bear forth fruit except it abide in the vine. No more did you, you except you abide in me. See, you can't reproduce if the word is not there. You got to have this protection, you know, to be prosperous and to grow. That's what you want to do. That's what God wants us. He wants us to grow. Remember what Peter in his epistle and Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen, he says, "But grow in God, grow in Christ." See, we want to be strong. We want to be successful. We want to do what God is telling us to be. We want to be a strong and mighty tower. We want to be able to overcome. We want to be able to help others pulling them out of the fire. We got to do that by having the love for God's word and doing what God's word tell us. We want to have a solid prayer life. We want to have a solid worship life. We don't want anything to to stop us. As Paul says, who shall stop me from boasting about Jesus Christ? Amen. Who shall separate me, he says there in Romans 8, from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, distress, persecution, nakedness, peril of sword? He says, no, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says, no, in all these things we're more than conquerors to him that love us. Amen. The word of God has got to be strengthened in you to help you to prosper and be of good help so you can see. Remember what David wrote in Psalms 1? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth his fruit and his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he do it shall prosper. It starts with meditating and studying God's Word. This is wisdom. This is knowledge. This is understanding. See, so when I love it, it's going to teach me how to have a successful life. It's going to teach me how to live, to have joy, to have peace, to have contentment in my life. See, this is what it's going to do. It'll teach you how to have a great and lovely family. It'll teach you all these things. It's there. It's all here. This is life, eternal. Everything we need to be successful and make it to the other side is right here at our fingertips. Amen. That's why Paul says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine or reproof for corrections and instructions in righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished for all good works. Amen. The Word of God. you got to love it. Job says, I've esteemed it more than my necessary food. You know, you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about Jeremiah there. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15, 6, I word... I found thy word. Thy word was found. And what happened? He says, I ate it. I ate them. And what were they? Rejoicing. Amen. He says, and thy word was unto me joy and rejoicing. Because why? I'm called by your name. Think about it. 
Are we the people of the name? Amen. Are we Jesus' name people? Then we should love that word. We should be eating this. Amen. Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. He that have no money, come buy wine and milk without money and by a price. Amen. We eat this daily. We meditate on it. As I said, it's like a cow eating a cud. We just go over and over and over it. You read it. You you ingest it. You just get it inside of you. And you all of a sudden, pretty soon, you go, man, that was good. It's kind of like you went to a restaurant and all of a sudden, you know, they brought out that meal that you order. And for some reason... It was just right, did it? And it was just like Goldilocks and the three bears. And all of a sudden, Goldilocks says, wow, this is better than the other ones I just had. And guess what? She ate it all. Amen. That's the way the Word of God is. That's, that's how sometimes when you've been studying something in, in the Word of God and then you go to church and somebody preaches about it and give you that confirmation and you go like, wow, that was a good service. Man, that was good. You know, because you're being fed, you're e- eating the Word of God, you're meditating on it and it's strengthening you. That's what God desires. See, when you study the Word of God in advance and you apply the Word of God in advance, and then it's confirmed again, it's going to be rejoicing in joy to your soul because you know I am called by the name that's above every name because neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven. Amen. The song we just sang, who is this fool for our sorrow, offer comfort and relief, bringing sunshine to the darkened shadow light, saying softly cease repining, lift thy soul above his grief, let the peace pass, understand and still the strife. It is Jesus. Amen. Amen. He says, I ate it and I rejoiced. Praise God. Amen. This protects me from sin. Psalms 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See, you you know, people say, well, well, pastor, you know, I read the word, but I still sin. You know why? Because you ain't doing what it says. That's the only reason. It's a protector. If I do what this tells me to do every time, I'm not going to sin. It's when I don't do what it tells me. That's what happens. That's why people sin is they don't do what it says. They know what it says, but they say, well, maybe this time I, I won't do it next time. That's what happens. But see, this is designed to protect us from sin. When David sinned with Bathsheba, you know, in, in Psalms 51, we, we read Psalms 51, he says, you know, have mercy upon me, O God, according to that multitude of thy tender mercies. He said, blot out my iniquity of my transgressions. You know, he says, behold, you desire truth where? In the inward parts and in the hidden parts would thou make me to know wisdom. See, God wants his word truth. Notice, you want truth in the inward parts. See, so if I put, you know, the word of God in me and I live according to it, I'm not going to do what David did. See, because I've got a safety mechanism. 
as long as I do what it says. But if I don't do what it says, then I'll do what David did. See, David knew he was wrong. See, he knew the whole process. He knew it was wrong. See, that's why he didn't try to blame somebody else for his action. He says, I've sinned against God. See, and and he knew. And, the, and that's the thing. When we hide this in our hearts, it will protect us. It's, it's a safety mechanism. Man, it, it, it's designed to keep us pure and to keep us right and to keep us happy and safe from all alarm and all the things that comes against us here. Praise God. It guards against us. Amen. He not only heard and read it, but received it in his heart. Thy word have I hid. Amen. He mixed it with his faith. The children of Israel, the Bible says, could not enter the promised land because they did not mix their faith with what they heard. See, any time we hear the Word of God, we've got to put our faith to it. We've got to believe what God's Word says, and we have to look at it and says, Okay, how did this apply to me? Okay, so that I am protected. He sends the things we have need of, amen, before we ever know what we need. God has already put it in place. Man, it protects us. Look at Second First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Verse nine. Know ye not? Okay. that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. All right? Do you know that? Okay. Now, I, 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 I don't need to keep going. If I know that the unrighteous can't go to heaven, then guess what? I need to check myself to learn how to do what is right. Amen. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 21. Well, let's start with 19. 19, and then we'll come to 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatreds, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, Indians, murderers, drunkenness, revelance, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. See? So when I read that, now it's up to me. I can't escape. Now it's up to me to get right. 
to get my life right. And notice what he says there in verse 24. I'm skipping across the fruit of the Spirit. But notice 24, verse 24. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. See, if I know I can't do it, notice he's giving me a safety mechanism. He's telling me in advance what I need to do. Go back to 2 Corinthians real quick. Chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's start with verse 14 through 7 1. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. <clears throat> For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? What part have he that believe with an infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God have said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of God. Amen. Respect in God. Living according to His Word. We have to love His Word because if not, you know what? We'll keep doing wrong. And he's trying to help us to be successful and to prosper. You remember what Jesus says to Ezekiel? He says, I have no pleasure in people dying. You know, when it's all, this thing is all over and, and, and people that are not living for God, you know, everybody is not going to heaven. You have to love this word. It's designed to take us to be with Him forever and ever. See, to be successful in your life is prospering. Like I said, as Jeremiah said, I found your word, I ate it, and it was joy and rejoicing to my heart. You know, you're, you're not supposed to be depressed. You're not supposed to walk around, you know, downtrodden, despondent. Because you got too much peace and excitement and things in the Word of God. You gotta have an inside job. Can I put it that way? See, we could keep trying to fix life issues by the flesh from the outside. It ain't gonna happen. You prosper as your soul prosper. The inward man has got to change. That's the one that's got to be strengthened. That's the one that's got to be strong. That's why it's important that we eat God's Word. This is why it's important that we hide God's Word deep within us. When I get God's Word in me and I live according to His Word, amen, the flesh won't control you. You will control your flesh. You will control your actions. You will control the things, your thoughts. Because you will know 
what to do. This is why you have to love it. It guards you. It protects you. That's why He's given it to us. It's there for us. Notice here, Psalms 119, verse 50. We've, we've used this when we was talking about afflictions before. You know, when we was talking about, you know, the Word helps us in our afflictions. Now notice 119, verse, this is my comfort. Where? In my afflictions, when my trials, my troubles, the things that I go through, the Word will quicken me. In other words, it will bring to my mind. Fret not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, saying, Fear not. I will help you. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may find mercy and help in the time of what? Need. What does the Lord require, Michael asks? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before our God. See, so this is my comfort. This is what Jeremiah is saying. I found it. I ate it. And it was rejoicing in joy. So when the things hit me out of the dark and out of the blue, that feel like it's going to take the wind out of myself, the Word of God automatically kicks in and brings comfort and peace to my heart and to my mind and to my soul. To know that God is right there with me. He's in me. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I can lift up holy hands and still magnify and give thanks to God. Because if I say I know that all things work together for good to them to love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, then I better believe it. If I'm going to quote this, I better believe everything I'm quoting. This is my comfort in my afflictions. The Word of God. It'll keep you in what? Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed upon Him. Because you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is an ever-saving strength. God loves it when His children stand firm. This is why Paul told the church of Galatia, he says, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Amen. We got to have this stuff in us. Man, it's comfort in our affliction. That's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, he says, I charge thee before the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove and rebuke. Exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but shall heap to their own lust. The teachers have an itching ears, and they shall turn their ears from the truth unto favor. But watch thou in all things. Amen. Watch. Examine yourself, Paul says. Prove your own self. No, you're not. The Christ is in you, except you'd be a reprobate. But I know you're not. This is my comfort. Hey, it gives you joy. You know, when we, when we, when we read and we quote Psalms 118, you know, 
The psalmist is kicked out of there. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he's good. Because his mercy endureth forever. He said, let the house of Israel now say his mercy endureth. Let the house of Aaron say Let them that what? Hear him say his mercy endureth forever. He says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me and set me in a large place. He heard me in my distress, he said, and he set me in a large place. He said, Lord's on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? You know, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They can pass me about. Yeah, they can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They can pass me about like bees, but they are quenched like the fires of thorns, the thorns of fire, you know, under the fire, you know. He goes on and he says, I shall not die. I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord. He says, you open to me the gates of righteousness. And he says, I'm going into and I'm going to praise the Lord. He said, the gates into which the righteous shall enter because thou hast heard me and thou hast become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our sight. This is the day which the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Either way, I'm going to win. Because Paul says what? To be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So I'm going to win either way. <laughs> so this is my comfort. This is my protection. This is the joy of my life. This is rejoicing. Amen. When you read this, you know, when I ask people, tell me what is your favorite scripture? You know, and as always, if you know your favorite scripture, you're supposed to be always, when it, you need it, you're supposed to pop it up. It's, it's supposed to automatically pick you up. You're supposed to quote it. And it's supposed to pick you right up. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> yeah. Now I just got new. And what does the Lord require? <laughs> you justly. Love mercy and walk humbly. Amen. Like a six eight. Amen. This this stuff is good, man. It's better than camel soup. Mmm, good. Amen. This is my comfort and my affliction. Job says in Job six eight, Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant me the things that I long for, even that it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hands and cut me off. Then should I yet have comfort. Yea, I would harden myself in sorrow. Let him not spare, for I have not concealed the word of the Holy One. Amen. Job, is, is, he's going through things, but he realized Amen. After God appears to Job, Job realized, he says, I've heard about you with my ears, but now I see you. Amen. Think about it. We're going to see him. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. Dare to sing forever of his saving grace. 
on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice, cares all past home at last, ever to rejoice. Amen. This is my comfort in my affliction. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all, Psalms 34, 19 says. He will deliver us. Amen. Isaiah 54, amen. He will deliver us. Amen. Oh, thou afflicted, amen, and tossed with tempest and, and not comfort, the Lord says, I will lay your stone, amen, in fair colors, and I will lay your foundation in sapphire, and your windows will be a gate, and your gates shall be carbuckle, and your borders shall be pleasant, and you shall be established in righteousness, and oppression will be far from you, amen. God is with you, there is no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you shall condemn for this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. Amen. His word is very pure. Amen. This is why it is important, amen, that we realize if it's pure, there's no error in it. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. It is pure. It's been tried. It's been tested. It's been proven over and over again. All scripture, Paul says, is given by inspiration of God. Peter tells us in Second Peter chapter 1, 20 and 21, This know also that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For this prophecy came not in the old by the will of man, but holy men spake as they was moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. This thing is anointed. Praise God is anointed. Peter tell us in First Peter again, First Peter chapter one verse twenty two and twenty three. First Peter one twenty two and twenty three. Peter says, "Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed." but incorruptible by the word of God, which what? Liveth and abideth forever. Amen. You are born again by the word of God. Amen. You heard it. You saw it. You believed it. You got repented of your sins. You got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why Peter says, For the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as the many as the Lord our God shall call, is forever and ever. This word is forever established. It is ever salata. It is pure. Amen. And you can take it to the bank and get a dividend from it. Every time. God's word is pure. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 
which was born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, born again by God, by the word which liveth and bideth forever. <clears throat> Amen. And the word, <coughs> excuse me, was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace <coughs> and truth. Praise God. It's pure, brothers and sisters. It is pure forever and ever. This word, it is proof of our love to God. How much we hide in us is proof of how much we really love God. How much time we spend in this is proof of how much we love God. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. <clears throat> Amen. It is, it, is, it is the proof of how much we love Him. If we're doing what it says, and we're obeying it, if we hide it in our hearts, if we study it day in and day out. You know the old saying that your thoughts become actions and your actions become habits? The more of this you think about, the more of it you put in their display, pretty soon it will become a habit. You will love it. You, you, there'll be something that gets in deep in your heart and in your mind that you will want to hear the word of God. You will want to love and do what God's word tells you to do because you see the value and the importance of this word. You will, and you'll be successful in anything you put your hand to do. <clears throat> Amen. Because you will know how to make wise, timely decisions. You know when to say no and yes. Amen. You'll have the joy of the Lord will be your strength. It will be your song. Amen. And you will understand more. Wisdom will just flow through you. Amen. For what you need to do and how to deal with situations and circumstances. And when things come against you, it won't shake you. I'm telling you. Things will come against you and you'll still have the joy of the Lord as your strength. Amen. You can do it. I believe you. We must always have a love for the Word of God. As you study the Bible, you will discover that it does not just contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. You must also keep in mind that the Word of God contains the words of God as well as the words of Satan, demons, angels, and men. Both God, both good and bad. God is truth. And cannot lie. Satan is a liar and the father of lies. Man is natural and therefore limit and does not always speak the truth. When you read the Bible, ask yourself who is speaking, to whom he is he speaking, and how can the scripture be applied to my life to make me a better Christian? If we do not have a love for the word of God, we can easily be seduced and led astray. The scripture says, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now let will let until he be taken out of the world. And then shall that wicked be revealed, 
whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Amen. We don't have pleasure in unrighteousness. We have pleasure in Jesus. The truth of God. Amen.